0: love talk radio that's right everybody you know who it is coach mike jones i'm the coach with the most coming at you hard from coast to coast i don't want to boast but now i gotta risk you in my social media posts you double dose a diagnose You're feeling tired, life inspired, now you're a ghost I'll be your host, so won't you raise a toast To the coach with the most, Coach Mike Jones
1: afternoon. Sanghai, along with the aforementioned coach with the most coming ass from coast to coast. He doesn't mean to brag, but he has to boast because his favorite all-time baseball player is Ned Yost. Coach Mike Jones, real fast before we jump into things today, if you are looking for some professional wrestling, today you have Prestige Wrestling in Portland, Oregon, featuring the debut of Impact star Josh Alexander. VCW in Meckon, West Virginia, Summit Pro Wrestling just getting started in Greenfield, Indiana, and NGW happening over in Crawfordsville, Indiana. Without further ado, I want to welcome our guest to the show. We tried this once before, some technical issues hampered that particular episode, but we are glad he is back with us doing it one more time. Colin Stevens, welcome to the show and thank you for making your way back here.
0: Thank you for having me, sir.
1: Well, you know how we like to do. I will start you out right now with our traditional first-timer question. How did you get into the business of professional wrestling?
0: Um, I grew
2: up watching it a lot when I was little, and um, eventually I um, uh, started going to some independent shows, and I ran into this promotion named Sword Championship Wrestling back in 2018, and in 2020 I started training, and the rest is history afterwards.
1: Getting into the business, what were your initial goals did you want to – Get in as a referee and focus on that. Did you see yourself as an entering competitor at any point? Did you want to get into the production aspect of things? What were you looking at when you walked through the doors of training for the first time?
2: I always saw myself as a referee. This is something that I think I would really stick to. Plus, you know, with knee issues and everything, wrestling probably wouldn't be the best for me.
1: You mentioned the knee issues, and I know that you are coming off of a knee surgery and are out of action for a bit. Can you give us an update on the state of the knee and how recovery is going for you?
2: Recovery is going okay. I'm just a couple of days out from it. I just had my surgery Wednesday. Recovery is going fine. I'm looking to be back in February, late January, hopefully, but... Time can really tell.
1: Always listen to the body when it's telling you when it's time to come back. Yeah. Obviously, with a knee injury, things change for guys usually. uh, You don't move quite the same way especially when you first get in the ring. Sometimes you're a little hesitant with the movements. You may be not quite as quick with things as you normally are until you no. trust that the knee is fully healed. When you get back into the ring, do you have a set idea of what you're going to have to work on as far as being mentally ready? to come back to the ring because I know it's a very different animal from being physically ready.
2: Yeah, mostly what I'm thinking about mentally is like be sure I'm in the right mental state for it, you know, working on my ref slides, making sure my knee's fine, everything like that.
1: And you are out of the Texas region and do a lot of shows in and around Dallas and also into the surrounding states, but Texas has a massive history when it comes to pro wrestling. You go back to the early days of wrestling and you had the Amarillo territory with the Funk family. You had Dallas which eventually saw world-class championship wrestling and that territory become one of the most successful in wrestling history. You had Houston wrestling with Paul Bosch, which was massively successful running just one city. You had lots of Lucha Libre wrestling coming from Mexico into some of the border towns in Texas. So many of the greats have come out of there, such as Barry Wyndham, The Funks, Dusty Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes holy blanchard the list goes on and on do you study the history of texas wrestling and learn some of what has come before you or are you more a student of what is currently happening
2: i'm a little bit of a student of what's currently happening but i do some of my research of the what happened in the past and what started wrestling
1: And when you study wrestling, do you have a favorite time or a favorite promotion in the history of Texas wrestling that you most like to watch?
2: Um, Like you said, World Class was definitely a good one. WWF was also a really good one as well.
1: One of the people that Was in world class wrestling And then later on uh, He Was with most of the Promotions that ran the sportatorium Up until the time it Closed for good Is James Beard Uh, He's worked everywhere Including for WWE He's been to Japan multiple times He's been All over He's refereed for a who's who Of legends in the business I know you've crossed paths with them what's it like working on a show with someone with the lineage of James Beard
2: it's great to have someone like James Beard in our locker room for sure it's great to like pick his brain uh, see where he's been because, he's, like you say he's been all over the place he's probably one of the most dedicated referees I've probably ever met he's such a great person to pick his brain with
1: Now, he also came out with a great book a few years ago. I generally keep a copy in my gear bag, which I refer to fairly often. Have you picked up a copy of James Beard's book?
2: I honestly have no idea he had one. I have to definitely look into that a little bit.
1: Yes, sir, you do. It's a must-read if you're going to referee in professional wrestling, I think. What's the name of it? Uh, You've taught me without the book in front of me. I don't want to get it wrong, so I will research that, and I will let you know a few minutes from now. But It is James Beard's autobiography, and he puts a lot of great information into the book. Oh, I will look that title up in just a moment, but my next question for you is, in line with world-class wrestling, there is a major motion picture coming out called Iron Claw, which is going to chronicle not only world-class, but primarily feature the Von Eriks, who were like rock stars in Texas during the time that they were in the prime have you seen the trailer of Iron Claw and do you have any plans to watch it when it gets released at theaters
2: yes sir I have seen the trailers and I am definitely seeing that when it first comes out I think James Beard is also in that as well
1: he indeed is uh, James Beard not only was instrumental behind the scenes in the movie he does referee in the actual movie itself
2: which is a very good which is a very big thing for someone like that which is really good
1: absolutely and also making a cameo in that movie is Bill Colville who fans may not be familiar with necessarily by name but he was Associated with the Von Eriks And would escort them to the ring Pretty much every match So people that watched World Class Most definitely saw him a ton of times And he does have a small cameo in the film So it's really nice to see A lot of the World Class people That are still around Getting to work on the film Now the name of the book the Third Man, My Life and Times, Inside the Ring and Out by James Beard.
0: Perfect. Now, Thank you.
1: Absolutely. Awesome. calling Colin, one of the things in wrestling right now that a lot of people have mixed feelings on is live streaming of shows. When we hit the pandemic era in wrestling, a lot of independent companies tried to stay afloat by live streaming the shows just so people did not forget that they existed and moved on before they were ready to come back in front of live crowds. And live streaming still is something that A lot of independent companies are doing, but some people feel that when a company live streams, it takes away from the actual ticket sales of a show and hurts the overall attendance of a show. Others think that it opens up different revenue streams that would not be there with making it available to be seen by people all over the world. Where do you sit when it comes to live streaming wrestling shows?
2: I'm kind of in the middle of both. Like, one, if you don't live stream it, it is probably more of a liking. You probably get more um, uh, seats sold. But also, if you live stream, you can also kind of, like, you know, get the word out about your promotion a little bit.
1: One of the other things that is trendy in wrestling, uh, we've gone away from it a little bit in the last year or so, but it's still out there, and that is the cinematic match, which will take place away from the wrestling ring. Uh, Usually it is in a location that lends itself to whatever gimmicks that the wrestlers might have. It's often shot in more of a movie or theatrical type of uh, feel to it rather than your standard sports and wrestling feel to it. Have you done any of the cinematic matches so far in your career?
2: I don't believe I've done one, but I do hope to be a part of one one day.
1: In the major national promotions, if someone is hired to be a professional wrestling referee, they usually have multiple jobs, whether it is being an agent or being part of the ring crew or working as a liaison between the company and the media, whatever the case may be referees are usually holding two different jobs at least. Do you have any aspirations in learning some of these other jobs? So if you do get that call from a national company, you're going to be more prepared to be hired by them? Absolutely. Absolutely. Looking at the landscape of things right now, where would you say your skills would most benefit a promotion outside of being a referee?
2: Um, I think definitely like a promoting agent, like, you know, like promote for the pages. I think I'd really be good at that.
1: Well, sort of a social media ambassador.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Most definitely, and they do have those at the national level, so that's not a bad choice to do that. Well, at this point in time, my co-host Coach Mike Jones is with us, and I know Coach has questions to ask as well, so I'm going to hand you right over to the coach with the most.
0: Hey, there. brother. Thanks for, thanks for coming back, man. How you doing today? Yeah, man. How about you? I'm doing good, man. So, hey, man, uh, what do you got coming up? I hear you're co- uh, coming back from injury, but do you have anything coming up?
2: Um, uh, I have a couple events that the promotion I'm training for is coming up. Um, I know December 2nd we have
0: Sorcade in Dallas,
2: which is one of our biggest shows of this year.
0: Awesome. Okay. All right. My first question is, who were your heroes growing up? My heroes, definitely, like, some of the bigger people,
2: like John Cena, Charles Robinson, Mike Chioda.
0: Okay, what about in sports and music or in ordinary life also? Um,
2: Michael Jordan is also a really good one, basketball.
0: Awesome, yes. Any for music or uh... – Anyone you want to give a shout-out in Ordinary Life that got you where you're at? Music. Nothing really comes to mind music-wise, really. Okay. All right. And, and nobody else? Um. No, sir. Not really. Okay, nice. Okay. And then let's see. Did you play sports in high school or growing up? Um. No, sir. This is the first sport I've actually been a part of. And then what's your self-defense
2: background? Self-defense background. I used to be part of karate like years ago, but
0: besides that, nothing much really. Okay. Now this next segment is called memorable matches. In your life, what are the most memorable matches that you've seen, whether it was live, internet, or VHS tape? Memorable matches. Definitely The Rock versus Stone
2: Cold from WrestleMania 2001, I believe. Okay. Definitely sets the level for the Attitude Era and what goes beyond that. Also, um, there's another one. Kenny Omega and Will
0: Ospreay from last year. Okay, nice. And then what about the most memorable matches that you've been involved with? To me, really all of them, just for, like, the memories. But to be exact,
2: there was one match that I did with a former AEW Dark Superstar Ryzen
0: last year, and that was a really fun match. Sweet. Okay. And then uh, uh so you've only done referee, but in wrestling, what different – uh, I would normally say characters for people. What different aspects of wrestling have you done yet? Like, of course, ring, crew, security, camera, you know, all the different aspects. What what have you done? Let's see. I've been a part of ring, crew. I've been
2: a part of referee, obviously. Um, at the moment, that might be it.
0: Okay. All right, nice. And then let's see. Um, who are your favorite people to work with? Favorite people to work with? Definitely
2: people from our promotion to OIWA, like, can they just a couple? Sir Mo, aka Bobby Horn, who's the owner of this promotion, former
0: uh, man on the mission, WWF. Okay, nice. And then uh, – In your time in the ring and watching wrestling, who are some of the toughest wrestlers that you've seen? Toughest wrestlers I've seen,
2: Austin Aries is definitely one of them for sure.
0: Yes, for sure, definitely. Okay, and then what are your suggestions for people wanting to get into the business? Get into the business, uh, definitely look for a good school around you, with like a good coach.
2: And besides that, that's it's, it's really the main thing. Just look for a good school
0: to start with. Okay. And then what about uh, how many schools would you like to pr- – uh, you know, what schools would you like to promote?
2: Uh, I would definitely like to promote Bumps and Bruises, um, uh, our Dallas location being in Colleyville, I think, and the other one being in Arkansas, Sherwood, Arkansas.
0: Okay, nice. And then this next segment is called Favorites. I'm sure Sign Guy and the rest of the fans would like to know what your favorite coffee to drink is. Favorite coffee is definitely a caramel macchiato for sure. <laughs> right on. And then what about the favorite concerts you've seen? Favorite concerts. I went to a one from Rad
2: a couple of years ago. That was pretty nice.
0: Awesome. Okay. And then in your lifetime, what's been your favorite sports teams? Sports teams, the Mavericks are definitely a good one. Definitely, yes, I'm a big fan of Luca. yes. Okay, and then who are some of the rising stars out there that people should keep an eye on?
2: Rising stars, definitely keep an eye on people like L.A. Knight, for example. Anybody else? Um, Grayson Waller is definitely another good one. Okay, cool. And then how do people get a hold of you? They can get a hold from me through Messenger, Facebook, Instagram, email. At what? Um, uh, My Facebook being uh, Colin Stevens, Instagram as well, and my email also being the same one.
0: Nice. Okay, cool. Anything else you'd like to plug and promote? And I'm sure Shine Guy has a lot more for you too. Not at the moment. No, sir. Okay, let me give you back to the guy who's so fly, Mr. Sign Guy.
1: Thank you, Coach. Well, Colin, one of the things that a lot of referees take pride in is working a title match. Uh, Some referees see it as just another match, and they do the match the same way as they would any other. Other referees might officiate it a little bit differently because a title is at stake, and so they will adjust what they do a little bit. Where do you sit when it comes to title matches? Do you do them the same as a standard match, or do you tweak things a bit?
2: For title matches, I normally create them like a normal match, but like for the rules, I'll probably be a little more... Harsh on him like you know for the out Counts and for the rope Counts and things like that
1: Now as a referee When your promoter Or booker Assigns you a title match Do you Feel that that's a bigger Responsibility For you than if You were to have a Match that isn't for a title in a different spot on the card, or do you treat them as every match is pretty much the same and you're just doing what the booker says?
2: Um, I basically try to treat every match like the same, but title matches I try to be, like I said, a little more strict on the rules per se, because there's more on the stake.
1: Fair enough. Now, In your career, I know you're still relatively new, but everybody has that first moment where a fan will approach them for an autograph or they want to take a picture or they just want to talk to them for a moment. Have you had that moment yet where you got approached by a fan that wanted a little piece of your time or maybe a keepsake?
2: Yes, sir. There's been a couple instances. There was one last year where we were tearing the ring down and a kid wanted me to sign his hat, so that was pretty cool.
1: How much did you charge for a hat signing?
2: I didn't charge for that, sir.
1: Okay, fair enough. Now, when you have fans that might get into the match a little too aggressively and they look like they are on the verge of possibly trying to help their favorite wrestler avoid losing or they want to help their favorite wrestler fight off some of the people that are ganging up on them. Do you personally become more aware of what fans are doing Or do you leave that to the wrestlers or possibly security to alert you that there might be a problem with the fans?
2: For me, I try to keep my eye on everything. Like, I try to keep my eye on the wrestlers. I try to keep my eye on what's surrounding me. Like like you said, there's, like, some really harsh fans that are trying to get a part of it. I try to keep my eye on everything, really.
1: That's the best way to do it right there. For fans that aren't from your area, they may not realize that in Texas and Arkansas, Oklahoma, those fans still tend to get into the action a little more hardcore than in other areas. Uh, There's been a lot of instances of riots over the years. There's been wrestlers that have become injured from fans, whether they are throwing something or they hit the ring, try to stab somebody, whatever the case may be, it has happened out there. Have you ever been in a match where you felt like either yourself or the wrestlers involved were in physical danger from the fans?
2: Um, not really per se, because most of the most of the shows I do, the fans mostly behave well, but like, if something does happen like that, I will always be aware of it.
1: When you got trained, did they teach you anything as far as knowing how to stop a fan from entering the ring? Did they show you any tricks on cutting them off or holds to use? If you found yourself with a fan in the ring during the course of the match?
2: Somewhat, you can say, I wasn't really showed that. I was just showed, like how to keep the eye on the fans and the wrestlers and everything else that's going on around you, really.
1: One of the more unfortunate parts of wrestling, as you are learning, is... Injuries are a part of professional wrestling, and if you're in the business for very long, you're going to be injured at some point. Uh, It's just a natural part of things. What are some of the injuries that you have seen on shows you have done?
2: Shows I have done... One last – there was a show last year uh, that I did down in Arkansas. It was one of the wrestlers – I forgot his name, but he – I believe that he, like, broke his ankle or something like that during the match, so that was pretty scary.
1: That tends to hurt. I've been there in that situation. Oh. As a referee, when you have someone that becomes injured in a match, taking away from that specific wrestler, maybe letting you know that, hey, I'm injured, what are you doing when you see that someone might be hurt? Do you go in and check on that person? Do you make a medical call on if the match should be stopped? Do you leave it up to the wrestlers? What's your situation like as far as the safety aspect goes?
2: So normally, if a wrestler like legitimately looks injured, obviously I'm gonna go check on them. But also, I'm gonna give them the Iggy, which is like seeing if they're like if they will squeeze your hand if they're okay And not. If they don't squeeze my hand, then I'm just gonna call the match from there.
1: Uh, have you ever been in a situation where you, in fact, did have to stop someone's match?
2: Um, Not during the match, but afterwards, there was one instance. He was okay, but he slammed against the Bear Cave pretty hard, so we had to get people from the back to help him and things like that.
1: One of the other ways that a match can stop because of the referee is sometimes wrestlers are late kicking out of a pinfall. Sometimes they are late getting out of the corners, we're breaking a hold because they aren't paying attention to the counts, and a referee will hit that magic number which signifies the end of the match. Have you been in a situation at this point in your career where something like that has happened?
2: I am not sure. I don't think so.
1: Well, I'm sure at some point it will happen. And it's never a good day at the office when it does, but it does happen. Yes, sir. Another thing that can stop a match sometimes is blood loss. And in pro wrestling, there's been a lot of talk over the last few years about should blood be something that wrestling intentionally has in it? Uh, Some people feel that with what we've learned from medical science, there shouldn't be blood introduced into wrestling matches. Some people feel that it's okay under controlled circumstances. Other people will bleed every single match if they can. Where do you stand when it comes to blood in professional wrestling?
2: I don't really think it's needed unless it, like, happens accidentally. Like, as long as it's not, like, in every match and it's just a little bit and not too much, I think they would be okay, but I would still check on them, though.
1: Have you been in very many matches so far where blood's been introduced to the match?
2: I've been in a few. Like, it wasn't, like, gushing blood, but there was definitely a decent amount of it used, though.
1: Now, if it happens to get onto your referee shirt, the proper thing to do is to soak it in ice-cold water and then launder it after around 24 hours. Yes, sir. Speaking for someone that's had to do it multiple times. One of the things that some referees, have trouble with especially early in their career is a tag team match tag team matches are a different mindset different set of rules different problems that can arise do you personally enjoy doing tag team matches or is it something that you would rather not necessarily do
2: me, personally, I like doing tag matches because it's kind of a good challenge to see how good you are at, like, focusing on everything, but they definitely can be all over the place, though.
1: On tag matches, usually the referee is more involved because they're having to guide out the people that try to come in without being tagged. They have to make sure that a tag is in place, signify that. There's usually a lot faster-paced action in a tag match. There's more moving parts during the course of a tag match. Do you have to prepare differently if you know going in that you're going to be doing tag team matches, or do you handle that as same as you would any other match?
2: I would try to handle, like, any other match, but I would, like, also work on making sure that nothing, like, goes about the rest scene. Like, you know, for a tag, for example.
1: One of the other types of matches that aren't necessarily hard, but they are... Uh, different than your standard match is the steel cage match. Uh, A lot of promotions will do the standard wrestling rules within a steel cage. Some promotions do escape the cage rules, so there aren't really any rules uh, except for someone has to leave the cage through the door. Have you done at this point very many steel cage matches?
2: I have been a part of one, and it was actually a five-on-five war games elimination match,
1: actually. Now, going into a cage match, did you have any additional fears compared to what you normally would going into it for whatever reason? Or did it seem like the same as any other match you would normally do?
2: The two fears I really had
1: was, one, not really being in enough room because
2: there was only one ring and there was, like, ten people at one point, and two was the cage maybe falling off if it got, like, too much weight on it.
1: I've been in that exact situation, so I understand exactly what you're talking about there. Sounds like a good idea on paper, and then you execute it, and it seems like, Maybe you should have come up with something else.
2: Yes, sir, definitely.
1: Um, you have gone to a few different areas like we discussed earlier. You've gone around Texas, you've gone to Arizona or excuse me, Arkansas and Oklahoma. Do you have a specific place that you have not been to yet that you would most like to go to referee?
0: Yes,
2: actually, I would really like the referee down in the Houston and San Antonio area. Actually,
1: now, both Houston and San Antonio, like I mentioned, were cities in the territorial days of wrestling that had their own separate promotions within Texas. Uh, there's a lot of history in both of those. Did you have a preference looking at videos and so forth on YouTube, things like that, uh, when it came to the Houston promotion versus the San Antonio promotion?
2: Preference-wise, I would say Houston, because I know there is one venue down there that is used for, like, a lot of different promotions. So it would be really cool to eventually get a part of there maybe one day.
1: I can definitely see that. Well, at this point, I'm going to see if Coach has anything further he wants to get in here. Coach, do you have any more?
0: No, I'll just do my plugs at the end. You know, I really appreciate uh, your story and you giving us a chance to interview you, man. Appreciate it. No problem. Thank you for having me. Oh, and also, uh, also also, I want to wish you all the luck in the world, too. Thank you. Thank you, sir. You're welcome.
1: All right. I will continue onwards then. And we talked a little bit about some of the things that are a little bit harder for a referee to do than a standard one-on-one match. Going into just any match at all, whether it's one-on-one, a tag match, a cage match, chain match, anything at all, what – in your career to this point, has been the hardest thing for you to master?
2: For me, it's more like making sure you're paying attention to everything around the ring, like for tag matches, for example, because they can get extremely chaotic at some points.
1: And when you wrestle, or, or referee rather, Do you go to some of the wrestlers in the locker room and ask them to specifically watch your matches for feedback, or do you wait for people to approach you and give you feedback that they may have noticed, or do you wait for the promoter to come and talk to you on things that you did right or wrong? How do you handle that part of the business?
2: So normally what I do is after my match, I'll go to everyone that was a part of that match, and I check on them, and I see if there's anything that they noticed that I can work on or improve on, basically.
1: What would you say has been the biggest piece of advice that you've gotten so far?
2: So far was definitely getting down quicker for the pinfalls, because like, if you're on the other side of the ring, it's kind of hard to get to them at some point, especially, like, if there's things in the way and, like, not crossing hard cam and things like that.
1: Have you developed a pretty good hook slide yet?
2: Um, It's a work in progress, but it's, it's going well.
1: That's good to hear. Now, I will recommend watching referee Aubrey Edwards of AEW when it comes to hook slides. She's got one of the best in the business, I think.
2: Yeah, she's good.
1: She's very, very good indeed. Now, if you discount the United States in this, is there a place anywhere else in the world that you would most want to travel to to do professional wrestling?
2: I would really like to do a show in, like, England, per se, like London. I was supposed to do one earlier this year, but then I got injured.
1: Very interesting. Now, are you a fan of the English style of wrestling, which is a lot more mat-based and a lot more grappling involved in it?
2: Yeah, I like a lot of wrestling like that.
1: Do you have a particular... Favorite English wrestler of all time Whether it's someone from the past Or someone currently involved in it
2: I'm not sure if he is a part of English wrestling But Goof is definitely one of the good ones
1: Agreed One of the things in pro wrestling That is also very different for referees is Lucha Libre wrestling. They have different rules for wrestling than almost anywhere else. It's an extremely different style of professional wrestling for the referees. There's a lot more up and down usually. Especially being located in Texas, do you do very much Lucha Libre matches?
2: I don't think I've really been a part of a Lucha Libre match yet since our promotion doesn't really do any of that, but I'm hoping to be a part of one one day, though.
1: Make sure your cardio is on point because there is a lot of up and down and a lot of getting out of the way for Lucha.
2: Yes, they're Very fast-paced indeed.
1: Indeed. You also have another different style out of Japan. That style is a lot more uh, striking, a lot uh, more intensity than American wrestling and definitely more than Lucha Libre. Do you like that strong style of Japanese wrestling?
2: I like Strong Style. It's definitely a good um, uh, type of match to watch sometimes.
1: In the last few years, American fans have had if you'll pardon the pun, access to New Japan Pro Wrestling over at Access TV. Uh, They have, of course, English-speaking commentary on it and Bands are able to keep up with New Japan, not necessarily in real time, but uh, within a month or six weeks from the show they air it. Do you think that Japanese wrestling in general is at its peak within the United States right now, or do you think that there's more room to grow it, or do you think that it's not as popular as it once was?
2: I think it's at its its peak right now because, like you said, New Japan, uh, people have access to it now, so they can definitely watch a lot of their stuff down there.
1: One of the things that people on a wrestling show look forward to is an incoming national name that will appear on a show whether it's a one-off and they come in for one night only to do a match, or if it's someone that does a regular appearance for a given promotion, whether they have a stake in the company or they just live in the area, whatever the case may be. Who are some of the big names that you have come into contact with in your career so far? And please don't leave out James Beard.
2: For sure, definitely James Beard. Um, uh, Austin Aries is another one. Josh Woods from Ring of Honor. Ryzen, like I mentioned. Just some big names like that.
1: One of the things that a lot of people within wrestling eventually will try is running their own show. Some people have it as a career goal and they want to get in on the ownership aspect of things and run their own company. Others do it as a one-off just to say they've had the experience of promoting a show. Some people do it with the of uh, making it their career and then realize it's not for them. Have you, at this point, ever given consideration to running your own show?
2: Its twice, but I know it's going to have a lot of uh, a lot of work to put into it. Like getting the venue, getting the ring, trying to find the best people to put on the card, and everything. It's just it will be real struggling for sure.
1: Do you have that mental Rolodex of names if it comes time to promote a show of guys that you would most want to use on your show?
0: I have a couple, yes, sir.
1: Fair enough. With the advent of AEW, Five years ago Wrestling has been on National television More in the last Couple of years than it ever has Been since the Late 90s Early 2000s You have WWE on The Fox Network And USA Network You have AEW on TBS and TNT You have New Japan, and Impact Wrestling on Access TV. You have WOW Women of Wrestling on the CW. There's pretty much wrestling on national television every single day of the week. Do you think that with so much wrestling, the market might be oversaturated, or do you think that having this much wrestling on TV helps the overall growth of the industry?
0: I think it
2: could definitely help the growth of it because, like, whatever promotion people want to watch, it have, like, different options, kind of, of what they want to watch.
1: Since wrestling is a different animal when it is on television compared to your standard house show that's just for the fans in attendance, were you taught the differences in how to wrestle and referee for television versus a live show, or is that something that you had to learn on the fly as you've gone through your career? I kind
2: of learned it as I gone through, basically.
1: The first time you're on a show that is doing any type of television, whether it's standard television, filming it for YouTube, live streaming it, and there are cameras set up, did anyone talk to you beforehand on placement in the ring to work with the cameras or was that something that you learned after the fact and they had to reprimand you for it?
2: I mainly learned that when I first started, like, you know, good ring positioning, be sure you're not in the camera way and things like that.
1: That's excellent that they gave you the heads up before that. With shows that you do, do you see a lot of intricate production going into the product? Do you see... Companies that invest in, like, smoke machines or uh, projection screens or uh, setting up so it looks like a miniature NBA arena in a high school gym or whatever with the guardrails and seating and all that. How do you see the production on shows that you do? The
2: production, Dallas and Arkansas is kind of different. I mean, as I go back-to-back, back, I mostly do at least once a month for both. So, like, Arkansas will have, like, smoke machines, we will have a projector, and then Dallas is, like, we will have banners around. Uh, Arkansas has that, too, but it's just a little different from both, really.
1: Being that wrestling, like I said, has such a historical presence in arkansas and texas do you have a lot of fans that were fans going to shows when world class was around and when memphis wrestling was going to arkansas and things of that nature that are still continuing to go to wrestling or do you see more fans that are newer to the product that started watching in the last few years
2: uh, definitely a lot of the newer-to-the-project type ones, for sure.
1: Uh, do you ever get the occasional fan that hits you with, I've been going to wrestling matches here since your dad was a baby?
0: Yeah, I've done a couple of those.
1: <laughs> those are always a treat.
2: Yes, they're definitely.
1: Well, we have hit the last few minutes of the show, and I want to give you ample time today. If there is anything you want to say to the listeners, plug and promote absolutely anything from merchandise to social medias, upcoming shows, your favorite donut shop, anything at all, floor is yours. All
2: right, definitely check out bumps and Bruises. We have a location in um, uh, Arlington, and we also have one in Sherwood, Arkansas. And check out our promotions as well. We have one at Forest City, Southern Extreme Wrestling. We have one in Sherwood, Arkansas, which is Chaotic Kingdom Wrestling. And then our home promotion in Dallas, Sword Championship Wrestling.
1: Well, Colin, as normal, it was a pleasure having you on the show today. I appreciate you taking the time to join us. And hopefully we will do this again very soon. And hopefully you will pick up a copy of James Beard's book.
2: Most definitely. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Our
1: pleasure. All right, Coach, I know you got some plugs to get out there, so why don't you hit us with those?
0: Yeah, you guys can check me out at Coach Mike Jones, the coach with the most. Coach Mike Jones on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget to check out the Real School Army and the NGW Green Room for hundreds of interviews from celebrities from all over the world. And then, of course, the Coach Mike Jones Show podcast every Saturday at noon Pacific, where I'm blessed to have Sign Guy join me probably half the time. And plus, Sign Guy is responsible for helping me get on this show. Not only that, he helped me get my own show. So thank you once again, Sign. And we had a great show yesterday with Mike Rogers. Right, Sign?
1: Absolutely, we did. Mike Rogers with that fantastic Encyclopedia of Portland Wrestlers book that would make a Great gift for your Gift giving needs this holiday Season
0: Yes and also my upcoming guests Our next or uh, The 25th I have Short Sleeve Samson And on the 2nd of December I've got Cosmo Williams On the 9th of December Seattle Sports Union and so Far on December 30th I got Samson for a big End of the year special now, we're going to be producing up here in a minute so he can start advertising with all his beer buddies. So it's going to be a blast. And hopefully, Sign Guy can join me.
1: Hopefully so. It's been a while since I saw Sam Sims, but it's always a pleasure for him. One of my old promoters, Coach.
0: Exactly. Man, we've both been up and down the road with him in many shows. And then, of course, I want to say that uh, I set out some homework to QT last night. Send sent him my list of over 750 concerts and uh, haven't heard back from him yet. Wished him well. And then also I want to thank QT and JD for creating Turnbuckle Turmoil. And I want to thank the fans and everyone out there for all your support, your love, your hope, and uh, all your feedback. Thanks again. We love you.
1: All right, and fans – if you are in the Tacoma area, I want to encourage you to swing by DeBashi's Market on I Street. Dietful of the Butcher DeBashi runs a great mom-and-pop type of market there. You can pick up drinks, snacks. You can get coffee there, whether it is brewed coffee or whole beans or ground coffee that you can make at your very own home. He's got all the needs for that. Also sells lottery tickets. It's a great, great market. So venture over to Ice Street and stop by Debashi's Market. Also, if you're wondering what we have upcoming, I can give you that schedule for the next several weeks. This coming Friday, half an hour earlier than normal start because we have two big hours, we have Scott Icon helmrest who had to reschedule from last week. He will be joining us the first hour, then followed by Buck Sexton of Warrior Pro Wrestling right after that. One week from this very day, we have referee Becky Pence out of XVW in Ohio. 24th, we have Bill Coville, the aforementioned bodyguard for the Von Ericks. 26th of this month, we have Bruiser Koloff, In December, lots of themes going on, but on the 1st of December, we have the return of q Carmichael. On the 3rd, we have Part 6 of Wrestling Wives, where we talk to the wives of the pro wrestlers and get their perspective on things. On the 8th, he is out of wrestling with Christ, and they tour all over the world, so we're Looking forward to that. The 10th, we have Ring Announcer Day with ring announcers from all over the country. On the 15th, Mark Koval out of Minnesota. 17th, we have our World Class Championship Wrestling Tribute slash Iron Claw Preview. The people that were around in World Class Championship Wrestling and some of the people that Indeed, worked on the film Iron Claw. On the 22nd, Tom Simon out of Arkansas. 24th, Wrestling Cooks Day with some wrestlers that also are professional cooks. 29th, we have Tom Burke, the famed wrestling historian. And we close out 2023, which is 1-2-3, 1-2-3 with referee yeah. day, which is very very appropriate so we'll be talking to referees from all over the country on one two three one two three so that's what we Absolutely. have going on you can follow hey, so, me on social hey, media sign, hold you, on a
0: second hey sign yeah sorry so, to interrupt you it sounded like you cut out on your guest on the 8th
1: on the 8th of december we have richie scrubs who is the promoter with wrestling with christ they are currently in the philippines they do shows all over the world and spread their message and give fans professional wrestling so that's who we have on the eighth awesome all right and you can jump on the social medias you can look me up there you can look up chicken bob there the sign of the times up to the 604 Just went up to the YouTube, so hopefully you subscribe to that so Stompin' Steve does not get a sneezy head. It's in the top 599 episodes of all time, according to Coach Mike Jones, I believe. Am I right, Coach? (laughs) Which one was that again? I'd say it's in your top 599 episodes. (laughs) Which
0: number, though? I I didn't hear that. 604. Oh, uh, no. But, Uh, uh, okay, uh, that one left me speechless. I'll just say that, okay?
1: All right. So Coach has no speech to give. I'll take that. But make sure you have plans to be with us. Lots going on. Swing by Debashi's Market. And then if you need a comic book to read on the way home, you can swing up to Destiny City Comics, ran by Ethan H.D., He's got your comic needs met. He has some wrestling merchandise available as well. So swing up there. It's only a few blocks away. We will talk to you next week. Everybody stay safe out there. Don't forget, if you were headed to Gouge, that show is canceled due to weather. So no Gouge show today. Sadly enough, they will be back next month, though. Well, everybody stay safe, and we will talk to you soon.